because that's just we're, we're nonsensical humans so um sex is an essential and enlightening part of our lives the goal mm-hmm. of our show is to explore ideas the ways we limit ourselves and the ways in which we can expand our understanding of sex love and relationships mm-hmm. you can join our discussion tonight by texting 971-220-5979 and I don't I think the phone lines are down tonight so yeah. no calling you're off That's the hook okay. We won't pressure so you to, to call us as we... <laughs> um, <laughs> wow, actually, that was a pun. Yep. I always can, do unintended puns. Yeah. You can text us, though. So, 971-220-5979. We're talking, about, we're talking about sex. We're talking about sex and relationships and all things related to that stuff. Love. Lack of love. Yes. We, we've been gone for, like, so much of the summer. We've been gone for, like, a year. Yeah, it does feel like that. We've, we've been, been gone for a long time. We were Well, I mean, it's been, I think... Three or four weeks. Yeah, we both because we took a away. hiatus. Yeah, we both were away doing various things, mm-hmm. um, uh, and so we should we should catch up about all that stuff. Totes. Um, <clears throat> you went on a vacation. Mm-hmm. Do you want to talk about that at all? Um, yes. Okay. So we went to Coronado, which is an island across the bay from San Diego in California, mm-hmm. and we Pretty. stayed at the uh, historical Hotel del Coronado. Pretty. Yeah, really pretty, except for that I had weirdly high expectations for a person who's pretty realistic. And mm. I thought it was going to be super relaxing and all my problems would be solved by the time I got back. Mm. Um, and it was not relaxing at all because my daughter didn't want to do anything but sit in the bed and complain. Mm. Um, so it was really super hard. But there were some good things. Like um, we had a back patio that there was the beach right to the left of me. And then right up some back stairs was the, a rooftop bar. Ooh. where a surfer guy would make, um, I know, I mean, I'm not really in- interested in people like that, but he was really working for his tips. Like he was mm. really complimentary all the time and nice. remembered everything about me all the time. And That's it was awesome. impressive. Oh, this is the best thing that happened at Coronado though. Not the best thing, but a really good thing. Um, so there's like a lot of really wealthy people and mm. whatever, just people that I'm not accustomed to knowing or being around. And um, there was, the, uh, when we went to the pool, I looked over at one point and I noticed it first and then Ruben made a beeline for me to point <laughs> it out. There was like a super dandy, old school, Trima Capote-esque. I love it. Queer man. Oh, I love with it. His <gasps> with his wife. With his wife. Yeah, with his old wealthy wife who was wearing her diamonds at the pool. With his beard. Yeah, his beard. And um, he was standing talking like leaning over the towel thing talking to the cabana boy oh i love it like totally hitting on the cabana boy and the cabana boy was laughing at all of his jokes and (laughs) you know pouring his chardonnay and it was amazing and ruben walked over and he's like do you see that and i was like i do and i thought that this only happened in plays exactly (laughs) sounds like right out of a movie it's not my real life and it was really interesting and Audrey got a sunburn, uh-huh. and then it was the end of the world. And oh. she literally said things like, I'm on fire. I feel like I'm on fire. I mean, it was ridiculous. <laughs> and at one point, I was so annoyed by it that I said, you never would have survived the 70s. <laughs> That's true, because we all got sunburned I was all like, we got time. sunburned every summer, and then we would take turns peeling it off. And yes. like, that's ridiculous. Yes. But yeah, she was pretty bombed, and it was it was hard. Um, any <laughs> And also, there was some amazing things, too. So I don't want to... Be the biggest killjoy ever, but well, no, those are those are good stories. But like, are you um, so because this is a show about sex? Do you have any? Your daughter was with you, so I'm guessing there was no sex. No, Audrey wouldn't even. In fact, is having such anxiety that she wouldn't even sleep, even though we had a room that had two, two beds in the same oh. room. Oh, she wouldn't even sleep. In she the wouldn't. Other bed. I had to sleep in the bed with her, and oh. then Biscuit, our dog, and Ruben slept in the <laughs> other bed. 
It was about as sexless as it could possibly yeah. be. Yeah. I mean, which it was going to be anyway, because yeah, because you were in the same we're on vacation room with anyway. our kid, but yeah, and, and not yeah, exactly. Yeah. So okay. it wasn't about sex, but that's just where I've been. If anyone cares, like my whole life isn't about sex, Carrie. Jesus. Well, I mean, <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying that. You know, the show is the though. show is right, and so maybe like I like at least some of what we should check in. Well, I did about. talk a little bit about sex. I talked about the 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 dandy the dandy guy, and I talked to about the the, um, the pretty hot surfer guy who yeah. remembered everything about me all the time every yeah. time I came up, and then I would say, "Charge that margaritas in my room," and he'd go, "You got it." And then when I came back up to get one that I had already pre-purchased, so I didn't mm-hmm. have to stand in line, he made it, and then had a bunch left over and he poured a second one and gave me two and was like he goes uh, knock yourself out okay so that is very sexy mm-hmm. <laughs> you especially because he said knock yourself of, out yeah yeah, yeah. Um, is that something you're into no uh. <laughs> I just like when people say knock yourself out <laughs> yeah. there's a like specific fetish where people just knock themselves out I don't know what it's called. I was trying to keep it about sex, you know. Oh, sorry, yeah. Um, yeah. so uh, I was all of my all of my being away was work related. Mm-hmm. Um, I had I went uh, yeah, which was also not. I mean, I had a re- I had a re- it's my turn really to give you good a bunch time. Of crap about it then. It's true. I had a really good time and I but I did not have have sex while I was away. But what did you do cuz it was pretty cool? So first I well, first I went away to teach cuz I teach in a in an MFA program mm-hmm. um in and I and I go away twice a year to do the residencies. Um and that was really fun. But then I went to New York overnight because I was on the Today show. What? She for, was. For my for my book that just came out. Um, and that was crazy. And you guys, it's even crazier because she was on the Today Show being interviewed by Megan Kelly. Yeah, it was it was great. It was great. She's really great. And people had this really this reaction about her. And everyone I, does. But even when they did, I remember when I mean, we just talked about this earlier. Where and we've talked about it multiple times since we found out you were going to be interviewed by Megan Kelly. But mm-hmm. as I said to everyone who's been like Megan Kelly, and one person even compared her to Ann Coulter, and that I was is like, ridiculous, that is not comparable. Not no, but I think it's important to note that Megan Kelly, basically, even though she knew that it was very probably career suicide, mm-hmm. took the stance of she stood up against Donald Trump yep. f- in the interest of women. Yep. Um, it was an extraordinarily feminist, powerful thing that she did. Yeah. Um, selfless, in fact. And I really do believe that because she really could have lost her career. Mm-hmm. I mean, Fox did get rid of her. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, then when she went to NBC uh, for Today Show, there was all these people who wanted to boycott her yeah. going there. Um, and I, I think, you know, and she was so she was really quite lovely with you. Um, totally got your book. She completely got my book. Yeah. So yeah, and she was so sweet and funny. And <clears throat> don't love her politics, but you know what? Yeah, yeah. And but she did. Um, I've told this story, but she uh, in the segment right before me, Sean Spicer was on. Who <laughs> so spicy was there? And I was talking spicy. to the. I was getting my. Uh, they do your hair and makeup, which is very glamorous. And um, and I was talking to the hairdresser beforehand. I was like, I was like, oh, is he in here? And he was like, he was like, yeah, I didn't have to do his hair, but like she had to do his makeup Ew. and he had to get some makeup put what on. What if he did his hair and just put like a bunch of shrubs around I know. his head? I know. I was like, you should have done his hair and you should have like made it look ridiculous. Um, but anyway, she's so after the after my segment, we um, she like took my hand and she said, "You did so great." And I said, "Thank you so much. You made it so easy to do to to do well because you were so nice." And she said, "Well, I'm nice to everyone." And then she goes, "Except Sean Spicer." And I was like, "Oh, I know, I saw." <laughs> so um, you know, I like her. 
Um, yeah. So anyway, so that's what I was away for. And um, and now it's kind of a relief to be back. I kept telling myself, which it sounds like I need to say to your daughter, no whining on the yacht. Like I kept mm-hmm. being so I kept being like, I just this is a lot of traveling and I just want to. And I and I kept being like, no whining on the yacht. Karen, um, no whining on the yacht. Janetta actually wrote that to me. Yes. Well, because but she got that from. from got, well, she said she got it from you. She got it from me, but I got it from the writer in town, Karen Carbo, who is who I adore. Um, she's the one who first said it to me, and then I told Janetta, and now and so. So that's how yeah. things that's how things spread. Yes, herpes <laughs> and herpes to get back uh, to witticisms about sex. and quips. Yes. So, but you know, the reason why she said no whining on the yacht was because I was literally okay. I'm sitting on a chaise lounge mm-hmm. with my book and my margarita, right. and Audrey's in a pool in a saltwater in a saltwater pool, pool. <laughs> on an ocean front and yeah. in, in a like exclusive beachfront resort. For the yeah. first time in our whole lives, really. Yeah. And she's complaining to me from the pool about something. And yes. I looked at her and I was like, are you complaining from a saltwater pool at a beachfront <laughs> resort? And she goes, eh, and swam off. And I was like, that's what I thought. Yeah, yeah. Don't even start with me, girl. Yeah. I literally just spent, like, way more money than I should have. Yes. To get you in that pool. Yes. Shut your trap. This is like summer with kids. It's just, you know... You spend mm. a lot of money on them, and it's a big waste. And, well, when but you, you know that when we were in LA, and she refused to get out of the bed because of her sunburn, and I mm. wanted to take her places, and I went, "We may as well be in Iowa." Yeah, yeah. No offense to Iowa. No, or another flyover state. But you know, I'm in L in the in the heart of Los Angeles, and yeah. she wants to sit in a in in a like Best Western. It's not not Best Western, but it may as well have been. I mean, it's just a hotel room. Yeah. Watching TV and doing the same things we depressing. do at home and stuff, and I was like, I, and I, that's why I, I, I was like, we may as well be in Iowa. Yeah, and it was lost on everyone, but you. Yeah, well, we have we get each other. Um, so all right, back to sex. Back to talking about sex. Should we talk about sex? Let's talk about sex, baby. Um, so um, uh, let's talk about. You know what? I was actually just thinking about before we. Um, so first of all, people should text us. About anything related to sex or relationships, you can give us comments. You can ask questions. This is an advice show um, at 971-220-5979. And I know we've been gone a long time, but we're back. We're back. Mm -hmm. You should be texting us. With some fire. Yeah, 971-220-5979. What I was going to talk about is um, I thought we could talk about birth control for a second because you know what was just happening to me is I every once in a while I get this like um, irritation on the inside of my upper arm and you know what it is it's left over from a scar from when i had norplant remember norplant yeah it was like that fanned out uh little tubes because my mother is an OBGYN, and so every every birth control that existed she would like you know i would i would get she would sort of experiment on me i think oh and um so uh so all right are, so are you, you know, texting somebody? I'm, it's about the show. Okay. Wow. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> I mean, stay focused. My God. Uh, where are we again? What yeah. day is it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where do you just like. Do I have to go to work? What yeah. time is it? <laughs> I am texting about. I feel like I got to move this because I'm getting some feedback from my own loud, obnoxious voice. Okay. No, this is about the show. I'm listening to you, but please. Okay. Love of God. Okay. Call me out. All right. 
Um, all right, that's fine. You can text somebody about the show. I suppose that's okay. Um, Thank you. So anyway, anyway, birth control. I do. We have any stories about birth control? I do. I have a gazillion stories, actually. Probably. Okay. When I was um, seventeen, I went on birth control for the first time mm-hmm. um, with a mutual person that mm-hmm. we both dated. Mm-hmm. Actually, you years later. Oh, that guy. Uh-huh. Not many years later, but. And We're Eskimo sisters. <laughs> oh, a few times over, oh actually. Well, a few yeah. times over. <laughs> Yikesy daisies. It's not hard to do with me. Um, well, and in Portland. Just be in the same town with me. Yeah, that's um, true. So uh, anyway, I did go on birth control, and I went completely out of my mind bonkers. Oh, really? You yeah. did? A lot of people do. And my breasts a lot of people do. grew. They grew multiple, bigger than they already are? They grew like two sizes. What they, a they nightmare. They weren't this big then, but yeah. they... We're about this big from growing after it, and I weighed like a hundred, like a buck five. Yeah, you know, so I was seventeen and didn't eat. You were boobs on a stick. I was boobs on a stick. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) that's something that someone, a friend of mine, lovingly Uh calls me when I lose weight. Uh huh. Yeah. Um, but the T word. Yeah, which actually sounds much better. Exactly, but I knew I couldn't. Probably not. Anyway, uh, yeah. So it, uh, you know, it's not good. It's not good. A for lot me. of people, a lot of people go crazy on it. It never did that to me, um, but I know a lot of people who went crazy on it. It does, though. It does take away uh, libido, or, or the 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 thing that I noticed about it that I talked to a friend about um, when I was on it was that it's not that you don't. It, it's that you just don't think about sex. If it's happening, you're like, oh, yeah, I'm into it. But, like, you don't think about it, and so you don't, like, go after it or initiate it. That's That was my experience on uh, birth control pills. Uh, when was the last time you took them? Oh, God. Uh, pre-having babies. Okay. The so. last thing that I had was an IUD, and it yeah, was me the too. Mirena, and it fell out, remember? Oh, yeah, that's right. Yours fell out. It's so terrible. I know. Yeah, people have so much birth control trauma, actually. I feel like there's this, like, unspoken thing when I talk about my Mirena falling out, uh-huh. where people have this, like, unspoken sort of slut shamey thing of, like, what? what's going on with your, not you. Oh. But other people are like, what's going on with your vagina? That you well, it's not your vagina, mom? it's your cervix. Exactly, but it's <laughs> happened a few times where I've had to say, do you understand that it yeah. really has nothing to do with... It's nothing to do with do your Do you know vagina. how the muscles work and vaginas yeah. work, first of all, and secondly? Do you do know, you know that, where like, the IUD goes? <laughs> yes. It goes into the uterus, people. Yes. And there is a and there, and there is a cervix that, that But you know what's interesting about that, and I don't mind... your uterus safe. I, I don't mind saying this because I'm, you know, how I have no filters or boundaries when mm. it comes to my personal life. Mm-hmm. Um, I got pregnant when that... Remember that? That's right. Yeah. My That's my right. marina fell out, and I didn't know, and it was just swimming around. It was free, it was free floating in there for a while. Yeah. And I got pregnant, and then because I, because of your huge <laughs> vagina, it, it was <laughs> it was in my it was my in my universal um, world of a vagina. Yeah. Actually, you know, my vagina is not like that. I I'm sure it's not. It's really small. Yeah. Um, we've we've actually had that discussion we many have. times, and I think it's important to say again. Mine, so, however, yeah, is an entire universe of joy. Inflated balloon. Yeah. So, I'm <laughs> just kidding. I don't know if it's an inflated balloon, but when you talk about it, I th- it's like they give us an inflated balloon that you put your hand inside of a balloon and it's like, what's in here? Is there a- <laughs> I can't find it. I know it can't be really I that way. But, it's not. It's but not. you're so self-deprecating about I, it that you I'm make it sound I'm just kidding, too. Way. And that is not actually at all what... <laughs> There's only one person who said that, and obviously his penis was tiny. Every everybody else. Oh, he didn't say the balloon thing. He just said it was large. He said that he said it was it was he he's the one who said it was like a universe. Oh. And everyone everyone else has always said that it's That's you know exactly what you want uh, right. uh, someone right. to say that it is. Yeah. I well, you know, anyone with a micro penis is going to feel that way. That's true. But um, uh, was it inverted? 
the inverted mic- penis. It wasn't entirely inverted. It would no. Remember, I always I used to talk about I used to talk about his penis as being gross and overused and like <laughs> it was all like dark. <laughs> you know what I mean? From like too, and he's a white boy. Too much like oh, it was gross. It was like too. It was like too much overuse. Maybe I don't know from himself or whatever. But it was all like discolored. Self abuse. Oh, it was disgusting. I'm just ugh, God. Anyway, you know, and those we all have that too. Like all the regretful D. I have so I have so much regretful D in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, and non regretful D, but lots of regretful D. Wait, I went, I went, mm-hmm, and then I realized I don't really. You don't have any regretful I just don't D. Regret. You know, not that I regret everything else. Well, I regret having allowed having just a like allowed. There are a few men that I regret having allowed to like have any access to me. Right. You know what I mean? That's, no, it's I do. more like they don't they did not deserve to, you know, get with all of this. You know what I'm saying? Right. No, I do like, understand that. Like to get with the, the my universe of joy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. We uh, uh, we have to take a quick break and then when we come back. We have a text. Okay. Uh, so we'll be right back with Casual Sex. Support for X-Ray FM comes from Cardinal Club, a neighborhood bar and kitchen serving seasonal food and drink from 5 p.m. to midnight Monday through Thursday and 5 p.m. to 2 a.m. on Friday and Saturday. Located between Burnside and Cooch on Northeast 28th, Cardinal Club plays vinyl when they're not streaming X-Ray FM. More information available at cardinalclubportland.com. We're back with casual sex. Uh, we have started talking about, uh, re- you know, regretful D, the the regrets, the regrets of the 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 particular D that we regret, you know, the particular sex we regret. Um, well, it doesn't have to be D. It doesn't have to be D. It's just it's a good it's a good like uh, just sort of generalization for all you know, right? All sex. And you know that D doesn't mean duty, right? Or dookie, right? So you have a story uh, that a friend that a friend told you. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. Um, so a friend of well, someone I was talking to anyway, uh, pretty recently was telling me about going on a Tinder date. We were talking about Tinder in general, where I was saying, you know, I was talking about that guy that um, wanted to have me come to his house after karaoke, and I mm-hmm. didn't want to go, and I felt like I had to get back to my car safely, and he like pounded on the hood of my car. Remember that? Oh, God, yes. Do you remember that? And I was talking about how I don't understand Tinder in some ways because I find it to be quite dangerous. Yeah. That 
people make these plans and go off with other people and how yeah. like in my 20s I understood a little bit more so we were talking about that and she told me this story about um, meeting this guy on Tinder and like so she went back with them and they had you know great sex or whatever but then like as they were going to sleep um, she waited for him to fall asleep and then was reaching around in the dark for her clothing because she was gonna like mm. you know quietly Get put her clothing there. on and leave and um, she couldn't find it and he, he woke up and he was like uh, what are you doing are you leaving and she was like well I just you know I was ah wow and, uh, mm. and then he goes no just stay or whatever but then he wanted to cuddle mm. and it was very much like that train wreck movie where like she was just like Ugh, where he was like was <laughs> embracing her and she couldn't breathe and, and then the next day she discovered that her clothing was under like in a little pile underneath his pillow where she never could have found it that is gross and I was like and I kept going that is shocking. That is not okay. That yeah. is, and then she goes, and the worst part is, I went back a bunch more times. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, you know, you we all do know. things we're not super proud of. Yeah, yeah, like the time you had sex with the guy who punched the kitten. The kitten. We, I, yeah. I, in fact, that was my response to her. Yes. I said, look, I once had sex with the guy who punched a kitten in the face. Yeah. And, yeah. Nobody, you know, you have no reason to not tell me whatever's happened because yeah. I did that. Yeah, exactly. Right. Uh, I want to remind everybody about the text line, 971-220-5979. You can send us stories of regretful sex that you have had. Should. Um, I mean, my God, I can think of so much. Mm-hmm. I have so many. There was like... There was so one one of my one of my deals though is that if 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 a condom is used, I don't have to regret it, which is a really horrible thing to say because that means that I've had a lot of a lot of uh, well, sex without condoms. Sure. Um, but that is true. I don't even have but to remember it. I can just pretend it never happened. That's interesting to me because that does that that implies either that there's some kind of hang up about. I mean, that's weird, really. Because does that mean what? that your only it regret means is? the possibility of no. disease or pregnancy? No, it means, it? it means I can erase it from having even happened. I can pretend it didn't even happen. Because then I, it's like, I don't even have to think about, I don't have to think about uh, any possibility, any possible anything that could have come from it. Wow. That it, reminds me of like um, virginal Christian women who are like, mm, who only have anal sex. Yeah. That's interesting. <laughs> I mean, maybe that is how sex. it is still sex, but I it's but I can like I can just put it out. I can just pretend it never happened. That was like, you know, that was my that that 25 year old that I had sex with who, you know, uh, with uh, found a little piece of toilet paper. <laughs> Hope you like Werther's. Yeah, yeah. And um, and was like, oh, you know, are you having your period or, you know, that was so <laughs> awful and embarrassing. God. And the whole thing was just so like it was such a waste of time. The whole thing was such a waste of time. Yeah. But because we because he used a condom, I felt like, nah, I can just forget it ever happened. <laughs> you were like, no must, no fuss. Yeah, I'm exactly. out of here. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, I, it's like it's like we barely touched. That's what it felt like. So um, maybe that says something too about your aversion to condoms. It, it there, I do have an aversion. Do you to know? Condoms. I mean, but maybe that says something that about is that, a big that part you of actually it. see it as not even really connecting. Yeah. That you're right, and that is that is a big part of it. Is that you know a lot of men, a lot of men are like are like, hey babe, I can't, I don't like to use condoms because it doesn't feel as good. Well, you know what? It doesn't feel as good for the woman either. Right. So that's the deal. Like it's not just men who are like, I don't want to use a condom. Women too often this, don't. And this use is a not condom. judgment on you, but what I want to say to men all the time is, you know what else doesn't feel good? Carrying a, a friggin' your baby around, baby around, and, carrying and around a, your, your or an your, abortion, yeah, or herpes, or herpes, or gonorrhea, yeah. All those or things. a shot that you have to get after you get the gonorrhea or yeah. whatever it is. Like those yeah. things don't feel good either. So no, they don't. No, they don't. Mm-hmm. That. Mm-hmm. <laughs> am I right, ladies? <laughs> am I? Am I right, ladies? 
So you that's can a t- deal breaker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm just kidding. It's so anyway, I'm not saying anyway, everyone should use obviously everyone should use protection. That's that's the that's my PSA. Um, kind of that's your PSA, but really you already said everything otherwise. And then well, said it really what I'm saying is what I'm saying is I have a bad history with that that I'm not proud of. Um, and a lot of people don't talk about that. That's true. It's you know, not your just your history. No, and and also I, re- I think it's changed a little bit actually. Yeah, but also I don't like it when people judge uh, women because those are the wo- people that always get judged for it mm-hmm. for not having used a condom. It's like well. That, you know, why are you not using a condom? It's like, you know, what? why is this? Oh, first of all, why is it always put on women? Uh, and second of all, be, it's none of your business. That's why right. she didn't use a condom. That's right. You know what I mean? Well, yeah. I mean, regardless of what we all know to be true, the bottom line is that there really isn't anyone that I know who is human, as we are the worst species in the world, who has a leg to stand on when it comes to criticizing other people about their bad choices. Yes. Mm-hmm. Clean up your own yard, please. Yes, exactly. And that's everyone's got judgment about other people uh, and, and their quote unquote bad choices. Right. Um, so, um, again, we would like you to text us about bad experiences with sex you have had that you regret um, or people you have regretted having sex with. I mean, that really is more so my my long list of the people I've regretted having sex with more so than the sex itself. It's mm-hmm. not like the sex was always terrible. In fact, a lot of times with a lot of those people, it wasn't. It was good even. But looking back, I'm just like, ew, why'd I let that person ever have access to me? I guess in that case, I will agree with you that I have had moments of that. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes, I have. I try. I guess the reason I said is I don't regret it is because I try not to do the thing of beating myself up about things that I cannot control at all. Yeah. And and that's already over. It's already done. And I feel like I've been slut shamed enough in my life that I don't gotta. I don't gotta. You don't gotta. <laughs> I don't gotta slut shame myself. Yeah. And no, I, I hear you. And so I have this thing of like, no, I don't regret that. Why? First of all, because it's over. And what's the point? But there are people who are basically horrible enough that when I think of them or see them in yeah, town, I'll just yeah. go, Yeah, you shudder. Like, that's more, it's like I just shudder I at the thought that. that I let these people, bleh, like, right. like, have that much access to me. Right. Okay, so that's fair. I do have that sometimes. Here's a text. I used to think or hope that I was sterile because I had so much unprotected sex and I was so unreliable with my birth control and never got pregnant. Score. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's, no. that's, it's often, you know, um, uh, a lot of people they when they when it comes and I've, I've known a lot of people who tried to get pregnant at some point and they look back and they look back on their history well have i ever by mistake gotten pregnant because that seemed to be that would be like evidence of whether they're you know fertile or not because you know our our reproductive histories are so traumatic they really are they're so traumatic mm-hmm. there's so much reproductive trauma that mm-hmm. that you know is uh that people don't talk about enough mm-hmm. for women Agreed. Um, okay, so uh, let's. So again, I'm going to remind everybody of the of the text line nine seven one two two zero five nine seven nine. Let's let's move on to talking about something else. What do you want to talk about? Um, oh, on the spot. How about um, let's see. Uh, what uh, I'm trying to think. What else has happened uh, recently? in um in my sexual life um oh how about um how about 
like sex with with additional so so sex with more than one person like at the same time no oh i mean um is it possible to manage that in you know what i mean like like people who for instance having sexual relationships ongoing with more than one person yeah or yeah like you know which obviously a lot of people do but i have a lot of i especially you know in here at least right now um, more so than maybe maybe more out in the open people there's a lot more like polyamory and open relationships and so forth um, going on and yeah. but you're not even talking about polyamory right you're just talking about yeah, casual sex, sex. Uh, in addition to uh, yeah just having a bunch of casual sex and, and feeling you know it's just it's really hard I think um, as this was something that I always got so annoyed about when I wrote my first memoir and I was talking about just my own experience mm-hmm. with uh, in relation to men and and sex and what I was saying was that I was off um, more often than not at that time in my life I was having sex more so as a result of wanting them to want me or to, things to turn into relationships you know mm-hmm. and that was just my experience and um, and of course tons and tons and tons of 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 women responded in saying that they felt had very similar stories and I was saying that that as a result like I I felt it made me feel bad like I felt bad a lot because I was made to feel bad about Mm -hmm. having had uh, sex with men when they didn't want more without love and it was and it was always surprising to me because I thought you know I was still naive and I thought that 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 would be why they would have sex with me. It never like occurred to me like, oh, like me- so many men, I, I understand now like men and some women, but mostly men, like they have sex when they're, they're not even attracted to you. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. And so I didn't get that at the time. Anyway. Right. Um, and then you get a lot of backlash from people saying that you were. That I was slut shaming or that mm-hmm. I was, or I was suggesting that women can't uh, have as much sex as they want. I would never say that in a million years. Of course, ideally, I wish we, of right. course, I want women to have as much uh, sex as they want without feeling uh, shamed around it. Mm-hmm. But you you show me how that happens. I would love for that to happen. But culturally, it is so, it, we get so hurt around that. We get so harmed by our culture around, we, you know, it's just, it's hard to get as women to be that free. That's right. And it's also, in my opinion, I mean, you know, as a, as a feminist and someone who believes in anyone's ability to have, or anyone's right to have as much sex or as little sex as they want for whatever reasons, I find it so strange that people had such an issue. And it's such a backlash thing that happens with feminism where mm-hmm. people are saying, you're saying this. And it's like, it's and again, lack of critical thinking because yeah. you were really just talking about your own personal experience, yeah. which is a really valid experience yeah. of women thinking that if they engage in sex, it will equal love somehow. It's yeah. what we're taught. It's what we're yeah. conditioned to, to to believe in so many ways. Yeah. Very disappointing. Yeah. Um, and I just read an, uh, uh, something that I want to share with you later, one of Roxane Gay's um, essays and Bad Feminist. Who I love. Um, and what her, in her introduction, she talks about feminism and she talks about how we keep looking at feminism with a capital F, mm-hmm. right? And how when someone falls short that we look to these people who are kind of like the squeaky wheels of feminism, right? Yeah. And when someone under the guise of feminism or as a feminist with a capital F does something that disappoints us or that doesn't resonate with us exactly or whatever it is, then we blame feminism. Right. Rather than the person. Right, right. Rather than the thing that we can't see it as a well-rounded human experience Mm -hmm. that you can be a feminist without agreeing with other feminists on everything. That's right. And it's what keeps us really separated, I think, oftentimes. Yes. Is that we can't imagine that someone could be a feminist if they don't exactly believe everything that we do about what women should be allowed or, or, or given the right to, you know, or left alone around. Yeah. 
right? Yeah, it's really sad actually because yep. we have so much power among us if we could just unify and stop being, um, yeah, terrible and also to one another and also crapping on 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 each other around exactly. around our different experiences and 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 saying that that's not as valid of an experience as as a feminist. That's right. That's so exactly right. We uh, we got to take a break, and when we come, we have a, another text. We're going to switch uh, uh, subjects we have an a email bit too. again, and an email. Okay, we're going to take a break. We'll be right back. for X-Ray FM comes from Taboo Video. With the latest adult video releases, toys, lingerie, and more in an inviting atmosphere, Taboo has been a source for adult entertainment to the Pacific Northwest for over 25 years. More information at taboovideo.com or at their locations in Portland and Vancouver. Oh, Madonna. I know. I just said to Carrie, give yourself a break, Madonna. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I love Madonna. I love her so much. Um, So uh, we're back with casual sex. Mm -hmm. And, of course, we're talking about all things sex. And um, I wanted to remind everybody about the text line. It is 971-220-5979. And we have a couple texts. So the – and an email. So uh, let's – Uh, read the text I slut shamed myself more than I got it from others I had such a hard time reconciling my reckless behavior because it didn't feel good I couldn't let myself off the hook or own it because it wasn't me I used sex to not feel so it wasn't healthy at all Mm. yeah lots and lots of ways actually so um, you know sex can be self-medicating and usually self-medicating is to not feel something yes and women more so than men use sex for so many things other than sex Mm-hmm. And that is true. I mean, I know men do sometimes too. Absolutely. And please remember, people, we're not talking about like 
necessarily like biological or we're talking about conditioning, which is a it's real all, thing. Oh, yeah. It's all socialization. You're, we're not saying you were born this way. So this is what you will do. We're no. saying that we have constructed something that is real because we constructed it and agreed upon it. And we've conditioned boys and girls, men and women. In very particular ways around sex. I was just telling mm -hmm. a client today before I came here that um, it was her very first session. So we were talking about uh, about sex in these ways. And I said, and I said, every single woman who grew up as a girl in this culture uh, has sexual trauma just purely from being a girl in this culture, growing up as a girl in this culture. I would say any culture, but yeah, when we're talking about Probably, it. but mm -hmm. the only one I know is, is my, you know, right. like no, I, I feel comfortable talking about yeah. as, a, as a therapist. And so, you know, it's like you don't even have to have sexual abuse, which plenty of them do, and you don't have to even have... Um, um, actual, you know, like things that we call sexual trauma. The bottom line is just being a girl. Just looking around you and what's expected and what you see you everywhere. Trauma. Media, yeah, you know, television, everywhere. Yeah, and so when you have yeah. sexual trauma, it's, it's almost impossible to have a completely, naturally, uh, without any work, healthy relationship to sex as yeah. a woman when, you know, early on. And, and I think that that's a really good argument for... Um, really considering how we can dismantle um, the social construct of gender. Yes. Because this actually leads to negative, horrible messages and conditioning for everyone. Mm-hmm. In different so ways. So true. Yeah. So true. So, okay. Um, we have another text that's uh, shifting the uh, topic a bit. I have a 13-year-old daughter that lives with her dad most of the time, but I'd like to get some advice on how to talk about sex with her. What are the most important things to address? I mean, oh, so much. Mm -hmm. um, the thing we just said, mm -hmm. <laughs> that's one thing. You know, the, the, the ways in which girls are socialized around sex and, and, the, and the, the pressures and misinformation and ways in which actually girls are given no uh, avenue mm -hmm. for their own sexual desire in our culture. Mm -hmm. Girls are not. Women, a little bit, but girls absolutely are not. So... Yeah, I think that there are a couple of things that I think are that I find to be really important that I know, have friends who have talked to their um, daughters about, and and um, and and one of the things is there's two pieces that I think are really important. One is to talk to girls about how you don't have to. So like doing like oftentimes for younger girls, it doesn't even feel like they do it because it's like oh the boy wants this and so I'll do it. And mm -hmm. again, conditioning and the way they mm -hmm. and pressure and different things. And I had a friend who once time sent to her young daughter like. 12 year old daughter don't do it because you know first of all it won't even feel it probably won't even feel good to you if you're mm -hmm. not relaxed and wanting it like it mm -hmm. will just feel shit it will sorry i almost said the s word yeah. it will feel bad it will feel you know and and so don't do it for that reason and then the second part was and it can also feel really awesome yeah if it's anything that you want to do so first of all honoring desire honoring how good sex can be honoring that no matter who you are no, you know, once you know, everyone has some sort of sexual desire mm -hmm. from a really young age on, right? And that it's okay to honor that in different ways, and not, and, and so maybe like dismantling the shame a little bit. Yes, but also making sure that it's not a way to, which it so often is, um, to get garner some sort of acceptance or attention from someone. Yes, which it so often is, and that's mm -hmm. really that's again that's what my memoir is about. That I would also point memoir. you to Teen Vogue. Yes, that's true. Teen Vogue is the best, and um, and I would say talk to her about outer course, which nobody talks about in sex ed, but it's like really what we should be talking to our teens about, our our tweens and teens is talking about outer course because outer course is actually how how 
uh, how both girls and boys can get get sexual pleasure, and it and also outer course uh, is. Um, it's less uh, threatening dangerous. in that it's less, you know, it's less dangerous. Um, it, it brings a whole lot less into the mix around, you know, the, the results, like things that could happen. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it gives an opportunity for communication. Mm-hmm. And, so uh, explain what you mean by that. So outer course is basically everything other than penetrative mm-hmm. sex. Right. Like, you know, I'm talking like the things we call petting. I'm talking about like, you know, like second and third base. Uh, although mm-hmm. I hear that I get the bases wrong. I thought I that, that second, I thought first base was making out. I think they may have updated out. them. Okay, here's what I think. First base is making out. Second base is um, is feeling up a girl. Mm-hmm. This is where I could be wrong. Third base is Under is manual. Yeah, man, yeah, like jerking mm-hmm. off uh, boys and girls, and and then it, and then and then it goes straight to home base, which is sex. But other people have told me that third base is oral sex. Is that See, true? Listen. I don't think it was when we were younger, but I think it's changed because do you know that when they first started doing the base thing, first base was holding hands. Oh, okay. It's changed. We never had holding hands as a base. No, no. So it just evolved as people began to do more, do more earlier and on and on. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I see. So who knows what it is now because. So outer course doesn't, by the way, doesn't include, it is really all hand based manual stuff. It doesn't involve um, anything that we call, that we call sex. Mm -hmm. So no, so there could be no discussion. There either. could be mutual, yeah. like your own hands on your own body together, like mm-hmm. that kind of thing too, mm-hmm. which is, could be extremely exciting. Mm-hmm. And it does take away a lot of pressure. And well, it could anyway. I guess it doesn't necessarily, but it could take away a lot of pressure. And it could, and it also really does alleviate the, mm-hmm. the you know the 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 pregnancy and and disease yeah, and aspects. disease thing exactly. And it and it's it's just um and it's also you know let's face it, especially for girls, it's just a much you know. Penetrative sex uh, get, is less likely to give girls as much pleasure as it is boys. That's right. So, and I guess that's what I was saying. Yeah, is making sure that that girls understand that it's not going to feel like a million dollars, right? To have penetrative sex when you're 13, right? Probably. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not saying that it it won't for anyone ever, but typically, and I had sex the first time when I was 13, actually, and it was not awesome at all. It mm-hmm. was terrifying and scary. And the person that I had sex with put newspaper down on the ground as <laughs> like, if I were like as if I were a puppy who had not been trained Jeez, that's um, terrible. and then asked me if I wanted to bite down on a pencil what yeah wow and, I, and you know what you know what's really interesting about it I thought it was really sweet yeah oh he's taking care of me oh he's gonna give me a pencil to bite and he put paper that's so down nice yeah. he was really being thoughtful right <laughs> <laughs> but it was painful, not terribly painful, but yeah. painful, and just not at all pleasurable. By the time mm-hmm. I lost my, my virginity, I was 16. It was not painful. It was super pleasurable because every single time he would go down on me first, and then we would have sex, and the, and and I would orgasm, and then we would have, and then we'd have sex. Super helpful. And I, yeah, yeah. and I was like, yeah, this is great. And then and then then we and we did it enough times until I was like, all right, like I feel now, like I am. Am thoroughly not a virgin, and so now I'm done with you. Also, that was the other thing is I kind of like he was a uh, uh, my he was my my stepbrother's best friend, and I wasn't that attracted to him, but he was really nice, and I trusted him, so it was like I kind of I kind of get this over to, with. Yeah, that's another thing that a lot of the girls that I grew up with 
um, you know, who are now women because we're in our 40s, but mm-hmm. when we were girls, a lot of us, first of all, lied about our first time. And then when we yes. were much younger, e- even like 12 or whatever. But also it was this thing of like, who, oh, I lied can, to him. How too. can we just that get it over thing. with? Yeah. Well, and it is about getting it over with. That's the other thing. It is about getting it over with. And we make this huge thing about it as though it's so important and it should be special. No, it doesn't need to be special. It does not need to be it's special. It's not going to be special. Yeah. So That's how about a huge instead, amount of pressure to put it's on like, yourself. do you trust? Do you trust the person? Do you feel safe? And do you want to get it over right. with? That's when you're ready to have sex. Yeah. That's the bottom line. That I is think, what it is. Well, I think that is going to be a controversial opinion. I know I people are not going to like that. You can text. Did you just tell my daughter to get it over with? <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. that's what I think. Because that is what it is. I'm sorry, but it's not going to be special your first time. It's just not, it's unlikely. Not typically, no. unlikely. And I think it is true that we have this idea that it should be, and I think that too many girls suffer as a result of not having that experience. It's kind of like how, as mothers, we should talk more about how much we feel depressed and like we made a mistake. Right. Because when we don't talk about those things that happen to all mothers, Mm -hmm. then then we all suffer. Right. Thinking we're terrible at it. Yeah. So it's that same kind of thing. It's more honest. We can talk about the honesty around sex. Sex is messy and weird oftentimes. And when you're first doing it, it's awkward. And it takes a while to figure out how to make it work for you. Yeah, exactly. I mean, for girls and boys, right? Yes. I mean, young boys are also just like, ugh. Yeah, right. And there's a lot of pressure put on them. I have to to recite the presidents and, you know what I mean? Like all of these ridiculous things that they actually, that that I know from working (laughs) with young people and who are incarcerated, that Uh those things still exist. That thing of like, how can I make a, you know what I mean? All these like misunderstandings and misconceptions and, and myths and things that are still really. It's so true. Yeah. Yes. Um, I'm going to remind everybody of the text line and then we're going to take a break and when we come back we have um, a a pretty crazy email Um, so the text line is 971-220-5979 and we'll be right back with casual sex
We're back with casual sex. And, um, yeah. Um, So we're going to, uh, first, I want to remind everybody to text us at 971-220-5979. This is an advice show. I am a psychologist. Mm -hmm. And Leslie is a um, masterful person who I never I'm know what to say about your person. career though like I never know if what well, I should my career doesn't have much to do with it it's I well will, but you also you do I have like, a lot of life experience yeah okay so, so we should just make it about that yeah and Leslie and Leslie's a big hoe so <laughs> she that's not how I would put it oh okay. I'm not a big hoe anymore I mean you're not I, at all monogamous relationship for six years that's for the true. love of God I'm way bigger of a hoe than you are which I'm not <laughs> I'm not I'm not having sex with a bunch of people I'm just saying like I've just I, in the time that you have been in a monogamous relationship, I have had sex with many, many people. Right. I think what I am is a person who works with a lot of different people, has a yes. lot of life experience, and has worked with a lot of people around this issue. And I'm it's just, really I'm smart. smart. And kind of funny. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. And your friend. So it all works out pretty well. It does. Yeah. So um, anyway, so you can text us, is my point. 971-220-5979. And um, we have a pretty crazy email. Do you, do you want to read it? I'm going to try. Unfortunately, I feel really old. The, this email, you guys, the, the letters are very small for some reason on this Yeah, and I couldn't make it thing. bigger. Okay. Um, so, I have a relative who, out of the blue, sent me an email asking if I knew any actresses who would be willing to pretend to be the girlfriend of my cousin for a day because he has to attend a barbecue that his newly ex-wife will be hanging all over her new boy toy. <laughs> One big aspect of the story is both my cousin and the boy toy are in prison. The ex-wife has been visiting my cousin in prison for years, but at some point began having an affair with another prisoner half her age. She is now divorcing my cousin and seeing the boy toy inmate as much as possible. I love that this person keeps saying boy toy. Okay. <laughs> Wait, it's going away. Okay. Oh, I'm not yeah. I'm not really good at technology, you guys. Um, there is a prison barbecue that allows spouses and partners to attend, and my relative wants someone to pretend to be my cousin's girlfriend to stick it to his ex-wife. there are a lot of other details to the story their relationship has been incredibly rocky and troubled and fraught with extremely unsavory elements how would you respond to this type of request a very small part of me feels like for someone in kind of thrill seeking story wanting perhaps novel starter looking person (laughs) might appreciate just how unusual the situation might be but mostly it's just shocking what do you think oh my god Um, it is totally shocking yeah I think basically that your relative just asked you to pimp out your friends. Yeah. To someone in prison. Yeah. And I don't have a lot of judgment about it. Incidentally, as most of you probably know, I work in prisons as an advocate for inmates, and I do not see inmates the same way that most mm-hmm. of y'all do because I have not swallowed the – I did swallow the narrative, and then I unlearned it. Yeah. Um, people in prison look just like anyone else. But um, the real issue is asking, asking this person to ask a friend to be – essentially a prostitute yeah that's it's really awful <laughs> with somebody and, and this kind of juvenile middle school yeah make it make, ruse. make him jealous or make her jealous make rather her jealous. that's so ridiculous yeah making people jealous is always a really bad idea for i mean that's besides the point but that's like well especially when you do stupid. it this way because 
first of all, it will probably He's get in, found out. Yeah. And then how mortifying. Yeah. Like people who take selfies, selfies. Have you seen those things where people will take selfies of themselves and they'll write like, my boo took a picture of me sleeping, but then you can see in the background that they're holding it with their feet <laughs> and taking it themselves. <laughs> it's that kind of thing. It really Just is. Just be genuine. Yeah. Because otherwise, if you're not authentic, you're going to get found out and it's embarrassing. She wants her to be like, be like, ooh, you're trying to get with my inmate boyfriend. Like, you know what I mean? Like she wants, she, she wants, she wants uh, this, this mother wants wants the uh or i guess mother you know the the this person wants wants some other girl to fe- also feel like like hey get away from my from get away from get my away man. get away from my from yeah. from my inmate man like, maybe it'll be like you know a big a big cell block riot yeah exactly it's just so it's, ridiculous it's what all are you a trying stupid to, narrative also like my god focus on your own life dude right Right. No, I say, okay, how would you handle that? I think what you do is depending on your relationship with the relative. Yeah. And, you know, I, first of all, I would never in a million years tell someone that they should pretend like they're going to do that for them or that they tried to do that for them. Mm -hmm. I think it's a terrible thing to do. And so therefore I think you should definitely say either I'm not going to do that. Yeah. Because I, I won't do that. Yeah. Or I'm not comfortable with that. Right. However you have to word it. I think it would be a mistake to say, I tried, I couldn't find anyone. Oh, yeah. No, you can't. No, outright say, not going to do that. Not going to do that. Mm -mm. No, don't ask me to do things like that again. Right. That's it, you know? And as far as it being like maybe exciting and funny and some kind of thing, it's not. It's not. I I work in prisons all the time. That's not what it looks like. It's not exciting. It's not funny. It's not. It's it's sad and lonely and terrible. And uh, you're just perpetuating more sadness, loneliness, and terribleness if you become a part of that. That's a really good way to put it. Become a part of all the manipulation and dishonesty and all that. Yeah. So it's not like Orange is the New Black. It's definitely not (laughs) like that. That is the biggest lie. Entertaining, sure. Uh, Perpetuating a false narrative and causing lots of trouble, definitely. Uh, Yeah, exactly. Um, So should we... We're coming near the end of our show, and I also... Want to know Ed. that DJ Ed is here? Hi, DJ Ed. Which we haven't been on the other side of the glass. It's been a while with DJ Ed in so long. Okay, we've missed here, you. Here's a good thing that DJ Ed will hear me saying while I'm saying it. Um, he's the one, and I know I told you guys this before I went on my vacation, but DJ Ed is the one that connected me with my new cat sitter. Who's, oh he's, yeah, he's that's right, <laughs> the cat whisperer. That's right. He's the best. Yeah, my cat Rusty. You know my Aww, my cat Rusty, Rusty who hates men. Yeah, he the, loved him. There's Maxwell sent a picture of Rusty like laying on his lap. Oh, that's yeah. so. I mean, sweet. the first thing Rusty did was come out and hiss and then run off. Yeah, because that's well, what he does. He to- He'll hiss and run off and then come back and hiss again because he likes to go and the horse you rode in on. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Oh, so sweet. But, I yeah. love that. Yeah. So I have a new. Yeah. If you guys want a cat sitter, call me. Yeah. He's great. Yeah. Anyway. Um, okay, so, so some takeaways. So the first one is is uh, is for you, Leslie. It's take take, okay. take separate sex vacations, oh, yeah. family vacations, and solo vacations if you can. Self care. And in fact, it is for me. And I want to say that this is what I decided yes. after this last time. Every year, every summer, I'm going to take two vacations. One for me, with me, either with you <laughs> or alone. Probably yeah. not alone, but yeah, th- without my family. Yes, and or maybe with Ruben if he wants to. Right, but one. For me, yes, to do to be an adult yes. and do adult things without having to take care of a child, yeah, and one with the whole family that's very focused on my daughter's. Such a good fun. idea. Such Both a of good those idea. things, and it's super important, and we we all deserve that. So mm-hmm. I mean, she deserves it. I deserve it. Yeah, we can't do it together. Yeah, 
in the same way. I mean, That's I will right. enjoy hanging out with her and having fun with her, but especially if I know I get my own, where That's I get to do right. my things that she can't and won't do. That's right. So anyway, so you important. guys think about this. If you can, oh, do it. Even if it's a couple days here and a couple days there, yeah. please do. Yeah. Oh, we have a quick text before we uh, finish up with our takeaways. Okay, go for it. Um, I'm a young widower. Two and a half years out, I find myself presented with two types of guys. One, those that I'm just not interested in for more than sex. And two, dudes that can't deal with my widower status. Wow, really? That's That's weird. Hence, I don't open up to folks. And it never gets beyond casual sex. Help, please, and thanks. Hmm. Wow. You know, this is, it's interesting because I have this friend who recently, I'll just give this little antidote as, as answer. Um, who wrote me a text recently and she said I she said I can't believe it I I'm finally uh, I finally met this guy and he actually uh, wanted to have a relationship with me after after having sex with him right away and that's never happened to me before and she said what am I doing differently and I said I said I absolutely nothing you just finally met someone who wasn't an a-hole like mm-hmm. i really think that it's true for you too you know that that's probably the case it's just you gotta you gotta if you have if you're finding people that can't handle the fact that your your widower status it's either it's a, weird Why? those people have a real hard time with intimacy this is the kind, yes. same kind of people that if you talk about your mental health versus your physical health they'll, yes. they'll run away like yes. if you say cancer they'd be like oh we can talk about that if you said i have depression they'll run away yeah those kinds of people not worth your freaking time that's right um, or it could be a combination of that or maybe the way that you talk about it or handle it is maybe super intense and maybe puts out this vibe that you're not ready for that. Yeah. And I'm not judging you if that's the case because that makes a lot of sense to protect yourself mm-hmm. when you've suffered a huge loss. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, we don't have enough time. I, I kind of want to bring this up again next because it's, it, it deserves more time than the one minute we have left. Yeah. It could yeah. be a combination of those two things, but it could. All, I, I agree with you, Carrie, that I think there will be a person. There will be. Um, a lot of people, people. stay. A lot of people suck. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like a whole lot of people suck. Maybe a grief and group too to meet other people who have had that experience. Not, I'm not saying like you know go to a grief group to like get some TNA or whatever. <laughs> but I am saying meeting other people who have had that experience might help to figure out like the narrative around it and how you you know what I mean? Like oh yeah, do right. Saying right, right for dating. Yes, sure. Work it out with people who who uh, who can empathize directly because they've had the experience. Right, right. To talk more about this question with mm-hmm. yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah, I know. I would like to. I would like to uh, give more to it too. But I hope that's enough. Just to know that for I, the moment, I, it's it's not it's not you. And I hate that we have to like keep going through you know so many people before you get to good ones. But that is unfortunately the case. You mm-hmm. know, um, and and all kinds of circumstances. Yeah, yeah. So. Um, Anyway, all right. Well, thanks for your text. We're, we're almost out of time. So we just got to, we, we, at this point, we're just going to wrap up. So, um, but join us next week uh, for more talk about, about sex in a casual way. Mm-hmm. Hence the name casual sex, no, people. Don't write us for casual sex. We're no, not interested. We're not going to give that. Um, and you can email us your questions to advice at xray.fm or you can leave us a voicemail at 971 or just text us during the show. We'd love to hear from you. All right. We'll see you next week. Love you. Goodbye.